Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Okay, we're here to take away the confusion. We're here to deal with something that's a serious problem. It, it's, it's almost as though that somebody's in a speeding car doing 80, 90 miles an hour, and they don't realize the road's going to end. And they have no idea. And the more you talk to them, the, it seems like they become oblivious that the road is going to end. Well, it's hard to talk about the road ending, right? That That's a piece of it. Okay. And people <laughs> people don't realize where they're headed. So what we're talking about is long-term care insurance. What? Yeah. I thought I already have it. Maybe. I have health insurance. Don't you've, have got, you've got that. You may even have half black, right? The duck that walks through. You may have quack, that. Quack, quack. Yeah. So what we're talking, so part of what brought this up is that my grandmother is in her 90s, mm-hmm. and she uh, recently got to the point where we, as a family, had to move her to a, a memory unit for assisted living. And so it was, it's a hard conversation amongst the family. It was a hard conversation with with her. Um, but then also the, the question became finances. Right. How do you how pay do you, for it? How do you afford this? And when we say long-term care, that's basically what we need. It means that someone who has been living on their own or living with family now needs a higher level of care, and they need that probably for the rest of their lives. And that might be going to a facility that has, in this case, like a memory department. It might be bringing now, memory in. department means that is she in a lockdown then? She can't leave that place without right. somebody escorting her yeah, out. It's, it's people who are struggling with uh, dementia issues, with mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, with with different cognitive um, disabilities. That's a that's a that's a five dollar word by the yeah. way. Cognitive <laughs> disabilities. Yeah. That, that means your short term memory is you have no short term memory. Yeah. I mean, the worse it gets, You're right? Struggling with it, yeah. And so for long-term care, at times people can have a nurse or a nurse practitioner come into the home, you know, assistance and help and kind of aging in place. Right. Um, that's considered long-term care. And, and we, we talk about this, we talk about um, nobody wants to usually have this discussion, but it's similar to Nobody discuss- believes that they're going to be um, a victim of long-term mm-hmm. care. They're going to have a diagnosis of long-term care need. Yeah. And yet the percentages are pretty, pretty staggering. Yeah, so the, the the top line, the headline percentage is anyone who's 65 years old, who's made to 65, of that group, 70% of them will have a long-term care cost. Okay, you you're just you just dropped me in the bucket. Yeah. So let's step let's step away and let's talk about your grandma because yeah. I think that's a story that our listeners can identify with because this is very personal and probably had you. this experience with, yeah, with and, their family members. and with your your dad and your mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's been aging for a while and doing great, you know, thriving in the midst of aging. Um, she got to a point where she needed someone to um, be be in her home. And so my aunt was able to move in. And so my aunt lived there for, for a while. And uh, that was a good situation. Um, and then it got to a point where her, her care needs became more than just a regular family member. Could right. provide. She needed kind of medical professional help. And so my parents kind of looked around and said, what, what's the best option here? And in Riverside, there's a, a few great facilities, uh, one of them that they were able to get her into that has a memory care unit and some great staff, a great team. 
So the conversation became, how much does this cost? You know, what assets does she have? Does she have long-term And I'm sure care? your father went around and talked to a lot of different facilities. Yeah. yeah. And, and unfortunately, it, this is not his first rodeo. No, my, He's done this a couple of times, yeah, right? Yeah, but I've had other family members um, previously who have, have gone through a similar thing. So they, part of the cost, you know, looking at, and we'll just use a ballpark. So say the cost cost is $6,000 a month. You know, that's a, that's not an unreasonable estimate of what some of these places might, might re- require. And often they'll have, um, you know, senior living, which is really just senior apartments. And then as part of that facility, they might have assisted living to where now there's nurses, there's people who help administer medication, there's meals cooked for you. And then they might have a memory care unit, which is assisted living. Plus there, there's some- It's controls. what they refer to as staged living. So you yeah. come in as independent and then as your health declines and your needs rise, they have the ability to to provide those services inside of their facilities, yep. right? And so, with that, it comes a cost, and you know right. they increase as you go higher stages. And so, looking at this to say, okay, six thousand dollars a month is the is the cost of this. So that's a roughly seventy two thousand dollars a year that's mm-hmm. added on now to that uh, to, to in essence my family, but to my my grandma's kind of cost. And so when we talk about long-term care insurance, let's just talk about what it isn't. Because there's a study that they talked about, you know, who has this? And 3% of the U.S. population said, oh, I have that. I've got long-term care. But when they dug down into it a little bit, they realized that a portion of them had long-term disability insurance. And that's uh, like Aflac. If, if you get that's hurt. That's the duck. <laughs> that's the duck. That's an industry where if you get hurt on the job, they'll replace your working income until you're back up on your feet. And that, okay. that's very different. I mean, right. a different version of it. that's the general. It's different than someone who is not working, doesn't expect to be working, but simply needs higher levels of care. The other one that people thought it was, was just their health insurance. Right. Says, I, I have that because I have health insurance. Health insurance often does not cover long-term care. Similar okay, to- what's, why, why doesn't it cover it? That's a good question. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff, the your medical, your hospital admissions, your um, doctor's visits, that type of stuff is covered by your health insurance. But this often is outside of, of that grouping. You know, hospice might be covered at times, but often your long-term care in a facility is not something that... So the, defi- most, yeah, most so the definition is, do you need skilled care? And when you, when you talk to an insurance person, that word triggers something. That means something. If you need skilled care, that means that you need a doctor, you need a nurse, you need a physical therapist in order to provide the care that you need for you. Mm-hmm. Now, if... If you don't need a medical, uh, you know, care, if you don't need a doctor, a nurse, a physical therapist, you go into from skilled to custodial. Now, this this is very confusing for most people because they think if I got health insurance, it covers this. And in fact, it does not. So if it just is a matter of taking care of like your grandmother who is going through dementia right now, there's nothing physically wrong with her. She's not in a hospital. She's not, she's have a broken leg. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's not suffering from a diagnosis where she needs a nurse or a doctor to provide that, you know, care to her. And the and the health insurance is saying that's not that's time out. Not that's us. not for us. That's, that's right. not what we're gonna do. That's right. And if she had, you know, health insurance as well as Medicare, you know, the same same structure. You know, Medicare right? is a, a health insurance. Or if she had long-term disability insurance, kind of like the Aflac doc. That also wouldn't replace her income because she's not working. She's, right. she's past those ages. And, and, and so for people, we want to talk. So that, that's what it isn't. <laughs> you know. But then we say, what is long-term care? Long, long-term care insurance is you know, when, when you're trying to shift those costs to an insurance provider. 
And I think it's a good moment we can jump into why why so many people don't have this. Um, you know, there was years ago where this was all the rage. There was a lot of companies out there. There was a lot of different there was structures. Over, there was Jeremiah. There was over two hundred companies that provided long term care insurance. Some really big names, uh, Genworth. Uh, GE had had this massive uh, insurance company. You had uh, Metropolitan Life. A lot of these companies have withdrawn from the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Even the state of California for CalPERS, uh, they provided long-term care. They tried to duplicate what the private insurance market would do. The it It's turned into an absolute disaster. It really has over the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. And so some of the things that people have experienced over the last 20, 30 years was you know first that the products were available and people would jump into them, but as they were going forward, some of these these insurance products, the premiums kept advancing. So as the insurance company has a, a pool of, of people, you know, say. They, so wait a minute, wait a minute. If I buy if I buy an insurance policy and my premium is let's say one hundred and fifty dollars a month, the insurance company can rate. I, don't I just pay that straightforward for the rest of my life? If they were structured like that, that would be great, right? <laughs> No, it, it, and part of it is in your own contract, there can be adjustments, but also they would petition the uh, state commissioner to say, we need to raise these rates because this pool that we have of say a thousand people, they're thinking that, you know, four of them will need help. The other ones will fund that. Well, as the pool is shrinking, you start having, you know, uh, a larger percentage of them needing care and the insurance companies aren't able to stay right. afloat. And so they're either going to raise rates or they're going to pull out entirely. And we, we have some clients we work with that have long-term care riders in the midst of whole life insurance policies or these other ones that we've decided not to terminate because it's a really valuable asset to them. However, that being said, most people don't have that and they would have that get that years ago. So as insurance providers have been pulling out uh, of this market, you're left with a couple of co- companies and the premiums have just accelerated. Yeah. And it becomes uh, for a lot of clients, I would say prohibitively expensive to try and get- Well, they're trying to force care. them out of business. I mean, they're, I mean, they can't raise the rates indiscriminately, but they can apply to the Department of Insurance of the states to the domicile then, and they can put the put the numbers out. They can say, we're collecting this much in premium and we're paying this much out in claims. Therefore, we need to increase our insurance premiums. And what's happening, you have reversed uh, underwriting. In other words, what's happening is that the the pool of remaining insureds are becoming sicker and sicker and sicker Ooh. because the people that are healthy or the people that feel like they have the assets, they just stop paying the premiums. The policy cancels. But what remains are people that have conditions that are getting worse and worse. So therefore, the premiums are just going up continually. Yeah. yeah. And the other caveat I think to throw on here, or the other aspect in this market, is that people are living longer. And so with, with current medicine, what, what was a uh, potentially terminal right. illness that was going to take two or three years for the person to pass away, the life is now be extended, which there's some be- some real beauty in that. You know, say, hey, we've able to take someone who was come on death's door and extend their life for a number of years. But if they're in assisted living, you know, and they're having the long term care insurance paying out, that's skewing all the numbers yeah. for that long term care. Provider. And the stat- the stats are staggering. Eighty percent of your health budget, health and health care need budget, is paid out in the last three years of your life. I mean, it is it's a Staggering, and I don't want to get into the moral and and philosophical issues regarding extension of life and all that. But the reality is, the cost of care, what you just talked about, we have better care, but that care is more expensive. Yeah, and it has to be administered and delivered primarily by people. So we now have a shortage of people, so their costs are climbing. Facility costs. I mean, it's just 
is is one thing kind of leads to another where it becomes is there a way out of this thing yep. that makes sense for people? Yep, that's right. And we're gonna after the break, we're gonna talk about what do you do here, right? Like we've talked a little bit about you know how we got into this situation, but what does an individual do with either trying to pick up long term care, trying to find alternatives to that that cover their needs, and anyone who's uh, dealing with a loved one, you know, who might be in this position, it's it's a really I think that the next part will be a really interesting conversation of what do you do in this situation. So stay tuned. We're going to give you options and the way to work out of this thing. So don't feel like there's a hopeless end to it. There is a positive outcome. We'll be right back. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. So I want to emphasize, we talked about it in the first segment of the program, 50% of the people that believe they have long-term care, in fact, all they have is health insurance. And that means if you're listening to me, that you most likely think, oh, I've got long-term care insurance because I've got health insurance. I'm telling you, listen up. You probably do not have long-term care coverage. And we're trying to get that across to all the people we come in contact with that this is a real problem, but more importantly, it's also a confusion that a lot of people have this understanding when in fact they don't have the coverage they need, right? I think people, a lot of people don't want to talk about long-term care costs, Yeah, but and what we do, we talk about that on a regular basis and and people come to that. But then that second thought, well, I I think I have that. I I think I have it. I think I, don't I pay for something? And as we drill down, the vast majority of people do not have long-term care insurance that's going to come into play and trigger and take care of their their, their needs later in life. And for, for some folks, uh, they will, it's, it's unaffordable. The premiums are just too high. And looking at the assets they have, it's just too much to afford. So they have to find alternative ways to, to age. There's a whole group there um, in the middle that have assets, but not enough for really a significant long-term care cost. You made a comment the other day of, you know, there's a lot of people who have a million dollars of assets, but they don't have three million. Right. And depending on what your care looks like and for how long and how many spouses, you know, there's a need if you're going to self-insure to say, oh, I'll just pay for it when I get there. There's a need to have a significant amount of assets. Yeah, I think I think the most important thing is, is that the stats are pretty clear that if you're 65 and older, there's a 70 percent chance that you're going to need long term care coverage before you die. Now, again, how that coverage is going to be played out, it could be for a very short period of time, maybe like a month or two, maybe less than a year before you finally pass away. But for some, it's going to extend out. It could be along between two, three, four, five years. And the question is, can you provide that care, that cost of care to yourself or to your spouse without going into the poorhouse, right? 
And you had to tell a story, I think yesterday we were talking about it, about someone who had plenty of finances and they funded their own long-term care, but they ended up living for about a year. You said this this uh, gentleman, it was about $17,000 a month. Yeah, he lit, he lit, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the stats because he's now passed away, but he was in Air Force Village West. It's now a different name now, but he was in a convalescent care facility, but he also wanted somebody with him uh, 24 hours a day. So we we ended up paying for that person as well as his convalescent care. His total cost of care per month was $17,000 a month. Now, for those of you listening to us right now, that's staggering. Mm. That's staggering. Most people can't afford it. Most long-term care provisions are going to be somewhere from $3,500 up to $6,000, maybe $7,000, depending upon what the circumstances are, right? Yep. yep. And so this individual was able to self-fund, in a right. sense. He had enough assets that he could just pay for what he wanted. And the, But the conversation that you have with him is, is if this was going to go on for 10 years, that's very different than if this is going to go on for a year or two. And for most folks, the, the, that level of care is only a, a couple of years, right. you know, statistically. And for this gentleman, it was, you know, he said, less than a year. It was about a year. Yeah. About a year. And so he was able to self-fund. So there's a whole group of people, and you may, you know, people listening may fall into that, that, that reasonably they can pay for the care that they or their, their, their spouse need. And there's another group of people who might need a, a similar level of care. They might, at least someone, in, say, in my grandma's position, that needs $6,000 a month. And you know has some money to do that for a while, but if this goes on, if this continues, the assets won't won't last. And and so that's that group where long term care can make a lot of sense. Um, one of the things that, that we've talked about is is the, the the risk and the reward that you're trading for these premiums. Mm-hmm. You'd ask the other day of uh, does Warren Buffett have uh, homeowners insurance? Does he have fire <laughs> insurance on his houses? You know Warren Buffett being you know exceedingly wealthy and could replace any home he might ever own. But does he carry fire insurance? And we, of course, don't know. But I would anticipate the answer is yes. Yes. I very much would think. And the reason for that is that the, the amount that you pay for your homeowner's insurance might be one or $2,000 a year. And the cost, the risk that you're able to get rid of are replacing your entire home. which so you're, you're taking an asset that's worth maybe, let's say, $700,000 to replace. You're transferring that risk to the insurance company for a reasonable premium. Yep. A reasonable amount of, of funds that you're paying per year. And so with that, it's a good trade, right? You know, even though I don't expect my house to fall over or to you know catch on fire, if it does, it's fully replaced. And so the similar is here that if someone was looking at long-term care and they're saying, I'm not certain I'm going to have this, but I think I might, I would right. like to offset that risk to my family and to myself with paying some premiums. The issue that that's hard in this market with long-term care insurance is it's not, it doesn't seem like an easy trade for a lot of people. Right. You might have, you know, four or five or $10,000 of premium that you're paying into this long-term care. And when you look at the long-term care that you're getting, the, the insurance, it, it doesn't seem that robust. And the prices, of course, are always changing and adjusting, but that, that becomes a hard analysis for people. Yeah, I mean, people take a comparison. And the first thing, the thing that I hear oftentimes is what happens if I die? All this premium that I've paid into the policy, and I, it just disappears, right? I don't get any benefit back to my family or to my spouse. And, and my, my response is, I said, so it's a lot like auto insurance and homeowner's insurance. If you don't use it, the insurance company doesn't call you up and say, here's your premium back. You didn't use it. And they kind of look at me and say, well, that's kind of silly. But I said, it's the same thing. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're paying for the risk and you're transferring that risk to the insurance company. What they're having trouble with is trying to figure out what that premium is in relationship to the risk that they're assessing. And it's become much more difficult for insurance companies to remain profitable mm-hmm. and still write decent policies for people that need long-term care. Yeah. 
and I guess part of it, not everyone gets in an auto accident. That's for not, sure. Not everybody has not everybody's house burns down, right. right? But everybody passes away at some point, and, right. and more and more often, as people are approaching the end of life, they're needing some levels of care, and that care is expensive. I mean, I, I, I'm amazed you get like a doctor's bill or something like that, and, and you see you know, before insurance kicks in, <laughs> you see all the costs of things. Similar with you know skilled nursing or people that just live in um, for for care. It's expensive, you know, and if you're paying for that entirely out of pocket, it can feel like the costs are running away from you. So, again, what are the options that we sit down with our clients is that we go through, first of all, we test their assets. Yeah. So if they're at an area, if they have a amount of money or amount of investments that uh, that is reasonable, what we do is we kind of test it and we say, can you afford long term care? And we normally put in about three years. We start at about five to six thousand dollars a month, and we test their assets. Yeah. And um, yeah, for us, we we every client we work with, we we want to calculate what we call their required rate of return. Like, what do they have? What does their money have to produce in right. order to cover all their needs? And so, my a great moment is someone who say they're they're sixty five, they're just about to retire, and we look at what they have and what this is going to give them as a lifestyle. But we'll include in the end to say, okay, what about long-term care? What if you're going to need you know, these extra costs? And that might be the difference between saying that their assets need to you know, generate, say, six percent return. Well, maybe now they need a six point four percent return. Right. It, to a lot of listeners, that seems like a really small difference. But over the next you know twenty to thirty years of their retirement, that's a meaningful change. And so for us, we want to know that 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 what's your need number before we're going to build a portfolio or structure how we invest things. But but that's part of it. They'll say, "Yeah, I, I see that I need this. I want. I am able to self fund it as long as my portfolio can grow to a certain level." And there are other options. You yeah. can take life insurance. Uh, you can take uh, what we call asset backed structures, and you can put in a certain amount of money. And that particular insurance company, there's no more premium obligations, but they come up with an insurance amount for long term care needs. Yeah. Or the ins- life insurance policy has a rider attached to it that will provide long-term care at a certain dollar amount per month. Yeah. What I'm saying is there's a different way to solve the problem. Right. And that, what you just mentioned, is one of, one of my favorites. Someone who gets life insurance, usually an asset back, like a whole life policy, but a life insurance policy that as part of it, it says if, if you are, are determined to be near the end of your life, you can start using this premium, this uh, benefit, you can start using it for your healthcare costs at the end of your life. And so it allows someone to say, well, if I die, I'm going to get the benefit. Right. But even before I die, I have access to that benefit for my family. So it's kind of a cake and eat it too. So if yeah. you need the coverage, this policy, this kind of policy will provide you protection. But if you don't need it, you're not spending all that money and it just kind of disappears. It goes yeah. back to the family, goes back to your spouse, goes back to your family. And potentially if it's in a cash value contract, it's money that if you needed to to get into money, you could actually go in and grab some of that money out yeah. of there and use it for your own personal needs. Right. It's a good option. The other options that we see is, is family, right? You, you have a good discussion with your family and look at what what is this going to look like if right. I need this and what family support do you have? So um, if these are questions that you have, if these are questions that your family is going through. This is what we do with our clients. Yeah, we take them through this discussion, not only individually, but also with as many family members that we can bring into this discussion. Yeah. So if you'd like to know more, feel free to give our office a call. It's 951-684-7011, or you can find us online at tricordadvisors.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. 
information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.